Happy New Year, folks. Um, and I hope everybody has a brilliant 2022. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you all for your support. I would ask that you do consider supporting us in 2022. It's patreon.com forward slash tortoiseshack. I want to thank everybody who has, everybody who contributes, everybody who sent us in the voice notes. Uh, it's been phenomenal. It's been really heartening to see how many people the Tortoise Shack um, matters to. They get a lot out of and fair play. It really um, was a right boost in the arm for everybody. And I don't mean that in the vaccine way. If you like what we do, if you want to help us, if you want to join us, if you want to get involved, if you want to be part of the community, it's patreon.com forward slash tortoise We'd really appreciate it. Enjoy. How are you, Tony? Philip O'Connor here, our man in Stockholm, contacting you from the frozen north. Just to let you know that I've been using my time off over Christmas to catch up on the 26,428 podcasts that the Tortoise Shack has produced this year that I haven't had a chance to listen to yet. So I'm about halfway through. So, you know, by Christmas next year, I hope to have caught up on most of them. Thanks for all the great work you do yourself and Martin and Rory and everybody else involved in the Tortoise Shack and to those who are listening to this show um, it's great that you subscribe it's great that you support them through Patreon but for the first few weeks in January why not go out there and see if you can get another few people to subscribe uh, to help the lads to keep the lights on because what they do I'm sure you'll agree if you're listening as regularly as I am uh, it's a brilliant service that Ireland and the world absolutely cannot be without at the moment Happy New Year to one and all but in particular to Tony and Martin I love you lads bye bye Hi folks, Hazel Chu here. Once we record a quick message to wish everyone at Turtle Shack a big Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and to all its listeners as well. Uh, Vicky, Martin, Tony, uh, the rest of the team, you guys have been amazing at keeping us uh, cheery and providing really good podcasts uh, this year for us to listen to. Listen, keep on ripping into politicians like me and others. We need it. So we need to be ripped into. But also thanks for um, providing really good insight across the board and just asking questions that need to be asked. For everyone listening, I know it's been a really shit year. I know it continues to be a shit year, but we will get there. And I just want to say a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thanks. I'm Leilani Farha, the Global Director of The Shift and the former United Nations Special Rapporteur on the Right to Housing. It would be pretty easy to wrap up 2021 thinking it was a damning year, a raging pandemic, billionaires increasing their wealth immensely, housing becoming more unaffordable, homelessness increasing, and housing precarity becoming a reality for so many. But let's not forget, never before have we seen so many tenants, so many right to housing advocates coming together, taking to the streets, taking to the airwaves to demand change. Folks in Berlin, in Ireland, in Cape Town, South Africa, in Zimbabwe, in Amsterdam, in Canada, all demanding the right to housing. So let's call 2022 the year of the right to housing, where it gets implemented in cities across the world. 
Tony and Martin, hi, this is Joe Hazem. I'm delighted to send New Year's greetings from Madrid. Big thing is to thank you for taking an interest both in Spain and in Portugal. Those who say it can't be done don't like to hear about places where it is being done. And in the new year, we will have a law to end bogus self-employment. And the first 10 billion of the 140 billion is arriving from the EU, 7 billion of which is going to fix up existing housing. Of course, I remember when Ireland used to get money from the EU, but I guess we're too busy being good boys these days. Anyway, I don't mind paying for quality media, which is why I'm a Turkish tax subscriber. I also subscribe to The Currency and to Second Captains. And and okay, I do re- still subscribe the Irish time, but that's just to read new to the parish. The best shows in 2021 were when you just invited a guest we don't usually hear and listened. It seems obvious, but if you're talking about what it's like to be black in Ireland, then just invite someone who's black and living in Ireland and listen to his or her story. If the issue is discrimination and travellers, you just ask a traveller. If the issue is Palestine, then ask someone living in Palestine. Finally, I was laughing when you said that you were a talent development studio. Before I was invited on the shack, I used to get invited by RT all the time. Not recently, though. So my question is this. What happened? And can I sue? Hello, this is Brian Smith, Green Party Councillor up in Belfast, which is Martin and particularly Tony Knows, is the first city on this island, followed by Cork. We'll not be having any notions from Dublin. Just want to wish everybody at the Echo Chamber podcast and all its listeners a very Merry Christmas. Christ, it's been a relentless year, just following on from 2020. Look after yourselves, have a good Christmas, have a good New Year, and at the very least, be sound and dead on to each other, okay? Take care, peace and love to you all. Welcome back to another episode of Glow West, and this time I am teaming up with my podcast family with Tony Groves and Martin McMahon from the Echo Chambers podcast. We're all pod buddies on the Tortoise Shack Network. How are you both today? Very good. Very okay. good. Can Surviving. Yeah, uh, we, we, we're, we're still uh, we're still COVID, relatively COVID free. Uh, uh, every, everybody kind of staying safe, I suppose. Getting there, no sniffles. So well, regular sniffles. That's yeah. okay. There, yeah. you're kind of going. Is it my period? Is it a cold? Is it COVID? What's going on? So I, yeah, I'm thinking no of recording every day. I'm shuffling to every day. I'm snuffling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I snuffling with regular cold germs? <laughs> yeah, no, no fun. I've noticed. All. I've noticed antigen antigen tests have gone up in price as well recently. I've seen that they, they started cheap and they seem to be going up in every pharmacy locally anyway. Yeah, they're not cheap and they're not fun either. I'm still not used to the idea of sticking stuff up my nose and there are around. alternatives. <laughs> well. <laughs> We won't, we won't, we won't get into that just yet, but anyway, um, so yeah, we have a special episode. We're going to, I suppose, try and be a bit optimistic because this year and last year was a bit of a, a mess, shall we say. So we're going to have a little bit of our reflections on our hopes and dreams and wishes for 2022. We're going to have a look at our, as Tony said, New Year's revolutions and resolutions. I really like the idea of New Year's revolutions. Like let's mess things up a little bit. Although... Oh next year could be anything i don't know i think i think that's the way to take it though um because we can't have another two years of this shit can we you know we don't we, we don't want enough. this um i i will say so i do before we start 
thanks so much to everybody sent the messages in the voice notes it's been unbelievable the numbers of um, people who've actually got in touch with me if i lo- if i missed you out somehow or if we miss if you don't hear your voice on this it's not because i didn't try and get to it it's simply because i was overwhelmed with the numbers but i but I, you know i tried to put them all together uh, i can't thank you enough it means it means a lot that you took the time so so fingers crossed that everybody i got to everybody but if i missed out one or two please don't come and, and tell me tony that uh you know i i i, uh, I spent um uh 25 minutes putting together a 30 second voice note i, I tried my best okay <laughs> um just don't, okay. don't come at me. If you want to come at somebody, come at Tony, but don't come at me. Yeah? So, yeah, You're too busy <laughs> snoozing away while everyone else is doing hard work, Martin. Uh, yeah. Yeah, see, he puts out this lie. That's one of my... This lie! This is one of my revolutions for next year. Oh, right. Well, look, well, look, what we might do is we might we might hear some of the messages now and then we'll come back with uh, maybe uh, we kick off some of our resolutions slash revolutions for 2022. Thanks, Caroline. No worries. 2021 what a year tony barely kept his top on martin lost his hair from all of the stress of the pack committee rory hearn became a tv sensation and soon i will take over the reboot republic podcast it's you know issues of hope and all that thanks uh tony martin rory vicky caroline uh, and all the rest for all the the laughs and the company on our silly little walks this year. I'm sure there'll be many silly little walks next year to come. Nola Khanadiv and Afrian Fui Vasha to everybody. Salaam. Hello, Simon McGar here. I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Christmas in the Tortoise Shack to presenters past and present and to all the patrons, subscribers, present and future. I'm really happy that I've been able to contribute to a couple of episodes during the year, but I've been happier to know that I've been able to listen to all of the output, whether I had the hours in the day to manage every one of them, um, probably not. But uh, we've managed certainly to have a choice unparalleled anywhere else in the broadcasting world and all from an independent media source like yourselves. So thanks a million for all that you've done this year and I'm really looking forward to see who you speak to and all the interesting people that you come along and show to us next year. Bye-bye. So, here we are. How many episodes in? There must be fucking thousands at this stage, is there? You know, how do you even begin to create so much content? It's absolutely amazing huge amount of commitment or maybe it's just that you're white male and privileged who else can sit around all day making podcasts and taking the piss out of martin and following herons around dublin huh only you guys Hi, this is Tandy Duffin with the Analyphy Drug Project. Um, just want to wish all the listeners of Tortoise Shack Podcasts a very happy Christmas. Uh, and of course, I want to wish uh, Tony and Martin uh, a very happy Christmas and a successful 2022. Um, thank you guys for all your support over the years uh, for Analyphy's work. Uh, if people would like to know more about the Analyphy and uh, harm reduction work and uh, addiction work and uh, COVID work, um, 
do please uh, visit our website, aldp.ie. Happy Christmas, everybody. 2021 has been a bad year, Tony, but, but are we looking at 2022 with a glimmer of hope? Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? What, where do you think we should, you know, have resolutions, evolutions in the new year? Tony, oh, you man. first. I think it's, I think there's a lot that we want to change. There's a lot, like, you know, like in terms of, okay, personal stuff, I kind of go, go straight out and say it. Um, I think maybe in 2022, I'm going to start calling out even more the connections, no, actually properly, the connections between the commentariat and their links to power. I'd love to see put pressure on in those, in those, in those areas. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of listening to people who I know are effectively vested interests. I mean, you saw, you saw the, the, the reaction to the bill to rent this year, and yet no one was able to talk about the fact that some of these individuals um their their salaries are are dependent upon these these industries whether it be the 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 vulture funds the the property industry and that sort of stuff. and that stuff needs to be called out and i just i think i get really frustrated and i say it all the time that the cult of civility is a pox but it shouldn't be wrong to say by the way when you hear from x person be mindful that who pays their wages. That shouldn't be as bad as what they're actually doing in terms of if purpose of well, of, you would think that a proper introduction, Tony, would would cover that properly. This is X and so who gets paid by X and so as a vested interest. Do you remember years ago, Martin, when we had Carl Dieter on the show and I introduced him as the guy from the Hibernia Forum and he nearly choked? Do you remember that? Yeah, because yeah, because, yeah, because yeah, he yeah. went on because he went on. Matt Cooper and all of these shows, and he was he was introduced as mortgage broker Carl Dieter. No one ever said about his his links to the libertarian uh, right wing um, organization. And he it's nearly choked. Lobbyists. Yes, and and he and he literally went on this big rant about how he's he this is distancing himself from them now. But it was the right thing to do, Dennis, and it's got to be the right thing to do in 2022. We have to call that stuff out more so than ever. I mean, I I, I took flack for doing it um, from certain situations, but actually. Rather than you t- making me feel like I want to stop, you've made me feel like I want to double down in 2022 now. I think uh, people need to see things. Um, and then the second thing, I suppose, if you want to see New, New Year's resolution, it would be to, to try and hopefully see in from our government this is me being completely optimistic and, 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 and believing that they're going to do the right thing, seeing um, this coalition decide that they know that they're actually not the coalition that people want currently, Martin. This is a, this is a dream, but in the best case scenario, we should never see a situation where on the 15th of December, 2022, a man who is under investigation for leaking a document, a confidential agreement, he should not be allowed attain the office of Taoiseach. He shouldn't be in, in, in a functioning democracy. And that shouldn't be controversial to say. That shouldn't be personalized to say. It should just be a simple matter of fact. And if it rolls around like that and Fine Gael dig their heels in, the other two should say enough and stop because that should not come to pass. I, you know, I can't, I, I do, you know, I agree with you on that, Tony. Uh, I just have different reasons for it. You know, I think, I think you should have resigned the position ages ago. Um, I think the idea of a, roting, a rotating T-shock is an anathema 
to democracy. I don't think that we should be able to make these deals in advance. As we've seen, the curveballs come and nobody knew that COVID was going to turn out this way. And really and truly, is he the best person to be leading our country in a very, very difficult time? Well, no. Is is the simple answer? Can I can I can I can, can I put in on that? And I'm sure, Caroline, you might have a, a a take on this as well. I'm not making it about him as a person. I'm making it about someone who who is under active investigation for what has been deemed enough serious enough to be a criminal matter. So whether you believe in him as a person as as a person fit to to be in politics, that doesn't matter. He was elected, but the reality is. It shouldn't be fit to be Taoiseach, Mark. That's my take on this. Sorry, yeah. Caroline. Yeah. No, I think, well, like in any other job, if you were under investigation, you'd be suspended. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't be in social care. You wouldn't, if you had an investigation against you, you would be suspended, usually with pay. And then the investigation happens and then you come back or you don't come back or whatever. Yeah. Like it should literally just be the same. And we know that's kind of, I don't know, I suspect it's politically motivated as well why that investigation has taken so long because they don't want people like Mary Lou to get into power um, or other nefarious uh, reasons why that investigation has taken absolutely forever to to get off the ground. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you're, like you're, a blanket thing of like, no. Should no, I think you're right, Caroline. If in the corporate world, you would have to, you would, at the very least, you'd be sent on what what's we all call gardening leave, the very least. And you'd be told, come back when we've conducted the investigation, we'll get your inputs on it, we'll get your third party inputs on it, and then a decision will be made. This has gone on far too long, and I just think for the state of our politics, it has to, if, for the state of our democracy, someone under that shouldn't be allowed to achieve the office of Taoiseach, just shouldn't, Martin. Yeah, yeah, I can't disagree. I think you're both right. And I'm going to go to Caroline, for resolutions, Caroline, what are your New Year's resolutions? Uh, Well, apart from a personal one of like hopefully becoming a dog mom to many, many sausage dogs this year, um, I suppose like I have three and after watching the new Sex in the City, I'm very conscious of like, they're going to be so woke. But like, I suppose the first one is I want to see that rollout of the new sex education curriculum from the NCCA and actually have decent objective comprehensive sex education in Ireland ASAP that covers things like abortion that covers things like you know gender contraception consent all those kind of things because the work that I'm doing now we are seeing so many young people at college experiencing sexual violence and we just need to just get in there at primary level and secondary level and educate everyone about empathy and consent and kindness and all those kind of things and choice and consent and everything else and then my other one is I just I'm so sick of COVID and I want it to end and the only way to help make that end is to have things like vaccine equality so making sure the entire world has decent access to proper vaccines um, I think there was a stat I read the other day and I forget which African country it was I think it was the Congo but I could be hideously wrong but it was something like only one in 30 people were vaccinated and us here in the west are like you know we're all on our boosters israel is considering a fourth injection for people and like so all the all all covid is just going to keep mutating and everything else until we get everyone you know vaccine and have that equal access to education and have lots of countries you know be given the right to make their own vaccines and not be charged just one of the stats there, Caroline, and it's just that 
the, what was it? We were boasting 97% of adults, sorry, 93% of, you know, people over 15 are vaccinated here. And then if you flip it on its head, Botswana, where, um, where Omicron is said to have come out of, um, has 7% at 93% unvaccinated. So, you know, we, we, it's what Marie Casey said is, uh, uh Omicron was the gift we bought ourselves. Mm, absolutely and I think like you know for anyone who's interested in like the accessible you know kind of discourse around that Robbie Lawler is great because that's someone who's been fighting for um, access to treatment for HIV medication for a long time and he's also focusing on um, vaccine equality as well and it just makes it because sometimes it's kind of the trip stuff and everything else it's kind of complex to understand so it's really nice to have like someone speak in like everyday language about why we actually need um this quality as well and then I suppose going forward uh, you know my last one that I'll go on I just want to see some more diversity in in the media um you know I, I'm kind of sick of reading the same stuff from the same people you know I want to see um things from non-journalists and I suppose that's something that stuck in my head a while ago someone was complaining that non-journalists were getting newspaper columns and I was like I'd love to read so many different viewpoints from different people and you don't have to be a qualified journalist to write really good pieces. So the narrative has been, this, this, you know, this discussion has been out there for a while. And when you look at, I'll just pick on the Sundays and it's the same columnists week in, week out. And it's a very distorted view of Ireland when there are so many, and we know this for a fact, Tony, there's so many capable, great voices but, but, coming but from different can angles. I, can I say, look, okay, let's let's tell the truth here. 2021 saw Caroline become a regular columnist in, in, in many ways across you in various platforms, but now you're much more regular in the in the independent. And it's mm. it's and you are there every Saturday and you're 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 answering questions. And you know, there's room for all of those. I agree with you, but what there isn't room for, unfortunately, what there's sorry, there's plenty of room for, but should be should be limited is people like me, straight white middle class men who 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 just want. You've to, had your moment. Yes, like <laughs> we've heard from enough of people like me in in that in that ilk, and that that's what you know. That's why there's a problem between sort of um, you know the some aspects of the commentary. I mean, you only have to look at the trends in it, Caroline, where you see you know. The last few weeks, they've all sort of picked up on a theme of let's write this, let's everybody write our best. Should we have it well enough? Peace. And it's it's to a man and to a man they're writing yeah, this. No, like, it's very, very like a specific group. But even, you know, he's looking at lots of the um the food columns coming up to Christmas. And it, you know, it was pretty much all like the traditional Irish dinner which I hate anyway I'm like I can't have that much turkey but like you know why don't we have like a column on like how to make great Ethiopian food or great uh, South uh, African food or great Israeli food or whatever happens to be like it's just uh, like I'm not disagreeing with Tony's view on it but what I'm saying is there is a, there is a further element to it and it's very obvious there is a class element to journalism in Ireland a, a massive class element that doesn't mean that within now, can individual I, can I, publications. See, now, again, I need to separate that, Martin. Class element to journalism is, is, of course it exists, but it's less in journalism than it is in column work. Like in terms of, 
I'd people... say then in publications, Tony. I... Some publications are extremely classist, and there is no doubt about it. But yeah, but are. that's but they write to they write to their listeners. But like Caroline is Caroline is completely correct. I love like. Like how many times do you get to pick up the newspaper and read from like you've seen like going to mention Gore Media, um, which is and you know which is a very diverse new startup thing. You don't get to see the the voices from the contributors to that, Caroline. And you're right, you know, um, that, that, that there's just not like we've had we've had like four or five of the people who contributed to that on the across the tortoise shack throughout the year, but I don't see those voices breaking through in terms of regular columns and, mm. and the like. So I think I think you're right, and columns that aren't just on. Like racism, you know, it's like that's the only time people of color get asked for, like, you know, oh, here we'll give you an opinion piece, talk about racism. It's like, can you just talk about like the everyday stuff? Yeah. You know, like that's that, that's the, how you avoid a hundred all that kind of stuff. You, you could, you've just nailed it. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to a Sunday show ages ago when we had uh, 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 our friend Amanullah the Sunday, who was now uh, not going to be our friend anymore because he's a big celebrity after Tommy Tiernan um, <laughs> doing. But he, but he was on the show, and we were talking COVID, and we went to him, and he made the point. He said, "Oh, goody, you haven't just left the brown person." I'm quoting him to talk about the racism aspect of things, and there's too much of that. It's like you know, uh, let let's do it that way, and we do. We are guilty of that as a country, um, and we've and and then we're guilty of that say, as almost as a, as a quota has now been fulfilled. And um, no, that's that's not who uh, Ireland is. I think I think you're. I think that's a really really good positive thing that we could change. Mm. Um, and just I, make life more interesting. Like I've yeah. really expanded what I'm reading lately, and I was reading about like you know life in Korean brothels, which is a very specific kind of thing. But then and like love stories set in Nigeria, and it was like it's just more interesting rather than the same old same old same old martin, uh, on, martin it's your turn to it's your turn to give us a couple of uh resolutions resolutions slash revolutions whatever way you want evolutions to go. yeah yeah i like the idea of evolution i think we have to evolve um i suppose one is to to be more vocal about climate action it is actually, I think that's, and I think we all really need to pick up that cudgel and really move forward and quickly and quickly. And we don't have the time and we don't have the nuance to be able to bring everybody on board at once. We're just going to have to bull ahead with it. And I think that's, that's the lesson to be learned. And it's not something that's going to be fixed with carbon taxes and bike lanes. No, that's not going to fix what is ahead of us. It needs something mammoth. So I'm going to be more vocal about that. Um, I also think that I am, you know, Tony and Tony and I have discussed, discussed this. I'm going to demand accountability from senior civil service for the absolute shit show they have created with bogus self-employment. And I have the evidence. I'm going to keep going until there is accountability. And it's getting there, which is great. And it is getting there. But I'm not going to stop. I'm going to be a fucking wrecking ball on it. Two things on. All right, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But can we we go back to the climate thing for a moment? Um, Actually, I think that's I think that's really, really good that you brought that up because you probably shock a few listeners. The fact that you're the guy who, who brought that up. But the, the truth is, there's probably there's no more pressing issue facing the globe, really. Like and I, I, I think there's there's two very, very pressing 
issues facing us. And we won't get to being affected by climate change if we don't sort out the COVID problems. Honest to God, you're going to end up with a variant that spreads so fast and just really damages people. So it's time to get a grip of it now. Time to just look up, as they say. that, That film has rattled you, hasn't it? Look, it was, I don't know, it it needed something brutal. It needed something that just hits you straight in the face. It's not nuanced. It's not, I don't think it's particularly clever. What I think is a punch in the face is what it is. And I think media have come out very strongly against it because it punches them very hard in the face. And I think they don't like it. And I think when you're getting those pieces, you mentioned, Tony, about, uh, look, everything's just fine in Ireland. It's cushy here. And then we've spoken about awards for different politicians. Honest to God, truth, on climate action, they've all scored a big fat zero. And that's just not in this country. That's the world over. Big fat zero. I think the time for distracting people by saying this is your personal responsibility and you have to recycle your pizza boxes is over. And now we need to look at like the actual, the global approach to it and how it's like those, what is it, nine, 10 companies, 90 companies or something that what are you're saying, yeah. The yeah, be, the like, best, and I'm going to paraphrase, the best bit I've heard is all your recycling, everything you do, at best you're a spectator at the game. You're just yeah. a spectator. All right, but if yeah, you, want you were real given action, all the responsibility. Yeah, if you want real action, go to source. Follow the money. The rules are always follow the money. We did that. We did the podcast. Well, sorry, I I I, was, I did a podcast recently where they talked about the fact that there needs to be um, before it leaves the ground. If it's leaving the ground, that's where it's taxed. And let's see how that changes things, as opposed to it being taxed at the at the at the at the end where there's. Um, you know, uh, a mother trying to to heat her home and she's struggling because that's not where it's going to actually make the difference. No, it's where it's, so it's where it leaves the ground. And I I, I know this is a di- digression in what you've said, but it actually reminds me of that the minimum alcohol pricing is coming in in a few days as well. If but some of you hear this, it's probably just hit you, folks. And uh, yet again, it seems to be another situation whereby we've we've introduced stick instead of carrot. You know, I've, I've been very vocal against that. Very vocal against it. I think it's extreme. Well, here's the thing. Move. If I was the guy who was who was paying, was happily paying $15.99 or, or $19.99 for a bottle of wine, I'm okay. Yeah. But if I was but, but if I was the person who who was able to have the 750 bottle of wine and now that's a tenner, that's who's getting a kick in the nuts. Like so well, it's what about people, Tony, who could just about afford a slab of beer at the weekend? They're getting a real kick in the nuts. I, I, I look and, and don't, you know, and I, I've had this argument with the people who are doing, who, who pushed for all of this. And there's a sort of reduces, yeah, it reduces other people's No, it no, doesn't no, no. reduce no. yours. Martin, here's the thing. I don't, there are ways of doing, using incentives to reduce things. But if you do, it's again, I want to go back to, do you remember, uh, Carolyn, you remember this when Joan Burton famously said, I'm introducing these, um, uh, schemes which were basically aiming at single mothers, really. It was labor activation mechanisms, yeah. she called them, which meant, but she said, I won't do them until I introduce Scandinavian style childcare. But she did, she did the shitty thing first, and women got affected disproportionately. And ultimately, we were left with this, this all stick, no carrot. 
Yeah, you're not as terrified about affording shoes for your children if you have free childcare. Yeah. That isn't like, you know, what is it? I don't know how much childcare is now, but I've heard of things like a thousand. A mortgage. A mortgage. It's, a it's, it's a mortgage. It's two mortgages. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's okay if your children's shoes went up by a tenner if you didn't have a thousand euro a month to spend as well. well it's still not okay. But like, it, it's just it's just crapping on the little people and and it's just it's performativeness of like oh yeah. here we're gonna do this but we're not actually gonna do all the backlog stuff we saw that even in things like the mother and baby home you know report it was like lots of conversations about it beforehand and how great it was going to be and they were going to finally write this wrong and it's like Catherine Corliss is still waiting for Tum to be dug up. You know, that's five years yeah. now since we learned there's almost a thousand babies in a septic tank. And when you look what years. happened in Canada with the same issue, Caroline. Yeah, it's it's structural, I, you know, it's I, it's just I ran I, I went through Besborough yesterday as as just I passed it on, on a on a run and um there is a little like this is there's a headstone that says, you know, uh, for the nine hundred plus uh babies who 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 were buried here um and i've been in it before and it's it's it takes your breath away there's just a small room that's left of of some of the places and yeah yeah no i, I suppose if we want uh, what i'd what i'd really like to see there tony and i've said it before is they're going to re-intern those remains and that's what they're going to do and i would like to see the public have their chance to line the route and to pay their respects to those children and I and I really think it should happen. And I really think it should. I think the route should be laid out where the, the remains are going to go to. And I think the public should be allowed to have their opportunity to pay their respects to those children. And I really do. I, I can't see Even any like better way. You can do that as a general person, but we have to remember like, there's probably still people alive that those babies yeah. belong to and yeah. certainly related to. And it's like, this isn't so old and it still doesn't even matter if it was old, but this is like a very living thing. Like there are still women alive who have been in the Magdalene laundries and the last one closed in Dublin, 1996. Like yeah. it's, this is still very, very current. And yeah, like in Canada at the moment, I think their count is up to something like 8,000 bodies of yeah. children that they found. And they've only like examined a tiny, tiny percentage of schools. And we have to look at, you know, where is the accountability for this organization that coincidentally has lots and lots of mass graves connected yeah, to it? Absolutely. I have one last resolution. It's a very short one. I'm going to reclaim the lie, the word lie. When somebody lies, I'm going to go, that's a lie. And I'm not going to pussyfoot around it. I'm not going to say it's a Martin, I, miss, I misspoke. Sorry, I just misspoke. Let it no, go. No, oh, we're living I'm in not, a post-truth age no, now, I'm Martin. Not doing it. I'm reclaiming <laughs> the word lie. And if somebody lies, I'm just going to call it out as a lie. Simple as. Um, I think we, we, we'll, listen, we'll hear from some more of our listeners and patrons and contributors now. And we might uh, come back with some uh, closing thoughts. And I, I, I know... Uh, so, Less of my views or your views or whatever it is, maybe some things we'd like to see uh, from the, the wider set. And we'll just come back to you. Some good ones coming now, folks. Talk to you in a second. Hello, it's Colin McGorman from Amnesty Ireland. First of all, Happy New Year to everyone at Tortoiseshack and to all of my fellow listeners. Looking back on 2021 and then forward into 2022, given everything that's happening in the world, it can perhaps be easy to... Um, 
to not see uh, much cause for hope, for optimism, um, for something that can bring a bit of light in what is otherwise quite a dark time. But actually, um, as is often the case, it's in our moments of greatest darkness that we often discover the best of ourselves. And I saw another phenomenal example of that this year in how Ireland, um, as a country, both at a state level and at the level of society, responded to the situation in Afghanistan when the Taliban took over. Um, Civil society at a community and NGO level came together, worked really closely with government at both the political and official level. And we saw hundreds of people being evacuated from that country and brought here to Ireland where where they're now rebuilding their lives. It was an, an extraordinary effort. And, you know, when I talk to my colleagues around the world, they're frankly in awe at what Ireland has managed to do here because it is sadly rather exceptional. Uh, to see civil society and state cooperate in the face of a crisis like that um, and and uh, see so many people evacuated and brought to safety. And right now there are hundreds of people who are now rebuilding their lives here in Ireland. They're establishing new homes here. Many of them supported in communities by hosts in communities who are giving them a roof over their head um, as they begin to find their feet and rebuild uh, their lives here in Ireland in safety. It's a fantastic example, as I said at the beginning of this, of the best of humanity responding to the worst of humanity. And for me, that's where there's always hope. If we look to our hearts, if we look to our own simple humanity, we are capable of acts of extraordinary compassion and profound decency. Um, And that's what the world uh, needs uh, right now more than anything else. Um, So I'll be hanging on to that as I head into 2022 and and looking for both opportunities to work with people more in that way um, and uh, to experience it. Because to be honest with you, there's nothing that lifts your heart um, like the decency, the simple decency of other people. Happy New Year. Mind yourselves and, um, yeah, hope to see you soon. Hello, Martin. How are you? Yo, Tony, what's the story? This is Connor here, a.k.a. Dublin Macker. And I suppose, first off, I want to get the formalities out of the way. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and all of yours. I hope the Christmas and the New Year are sparkling for both of you. So the point of this message is to get across to you my admiration and respect for something major that you guys have done. And what that is, is to set up uh, Tortoise Shack, the whole organization. I regard Tortoise Shack as a keystone, part of the foundation for positive change in Ireland. So I think when the history books get written, I think Tortoise Shack... Tony and Martin are going to get a couple of lines in the history books underlined about how their role in the, in the positive change that came to Ireland after 2022. So that's it in a nutshell. Um, many kisses to all your listeners. Um, I hope to stay in contact with you guys for more uh, Zoom fun in the future. And uh, I look forward to more podcasts. Hi, Tony Groves. Um, It's me, Killian Woods from the Business Post. So your friends got you this cameo by me. Um, It's a really thoughtful Christmas presents by your friends. And they must really, really love you because they paid extra for the extra long versions of cameos that I do, so I have loads of time to wish you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So here's to 2022, hopefully the year that 
COVID fecks off at some point and we all get to have more live pods. Um, I would love to see, so the Spare Grogan, um, cheerleader of the shack and hope to, to cheerlead some more this year. Um, I would love to see some more pods around the good things that are happening and the things that can keep our spirits up and the random acts of kindness and the, the wonderful people like Tony and Martin and others and the listeners of and the patrons of Tortoise Shack who who do good things in their communities every single day and just keep that that piece of kindness alive that we all need. Happy New Year. Thank you to everyone at the Tortoise Shack for another great year. It was really packed full of super guests and valuable information and uh, great chats and entertainment. I really enjoyed the Ringo Music Bingo on Friday. Thank you so much for hosting a fun evening. Um, I really hope you all have a really restful few days off. Happy Christmas. Hi, this is Anne-Marie O'Reilly, the Policy Officer with Threshold, and we would like to wish everyone in the Tortoise Shack and the listeners a very happy Christmas. Thank you, Tortoise Shack, for your support and for your work. The last two years have been challenging. Uh, Some good progress has been made to strengthen tenants' rights, but Threshold won't rest until renters are safe and secure in their homes. And Threshold is still available to renters over the Christmas period. So if you need assistance, please ring us on 1-800-454-454. Let's hope that 2022 is a brighter, safer year for us all. Happy Christmas, everyone. Well, I'm actually quite surprised how good this podcast has turned out to be. And I am surprised, considering one can't remember birthdays of his nearest, dearest, and the other one, well, runs about half naked. Yeah, it has been quite a year. And speak to these two guys, it was a bit of revelation. Um, and I hope to speak to them quite a bit more next year. Who knows? Maybe be in January. Listen, from up north in the attic, to you boys down in the south for your coddle, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So we're almost in 2022. Where are we going with what we are calling out, what we want to see? What are those big, massive societal shifts that we hope and can hopefully contribute to, to actually making a reality? Tony, I'm going to go to you first on that. Yeah, it's it's funny. I I like to think that I'm, of all the people on the Tortoise Shack, I'm probably the most anonymous in a way. You guys all are on the on radios and on, on TV and writing articles, and I think it's brilliant. And yet I rail internally against the, the commentariat, as I'd, as I'd put it. But some of the stuff that happens in media really frustrates me. Like, um, I want 2022 to be the end of the year of, you know, I do, like, and I mean this to all of you. I don't want to hear anybody say I, I don't I don't normally support Fine Gael, but I don't normally like I I don't like Sinn Fein, but that shit has to go in the bin now. We need to just talk about the topics, the issues, and move forward with them, be it climate change, be it housing, be it health, all those things that we really need to act on. Um we need to we need to put move aside from party politics. And and on that, I do think it's important then that that there's the onus is on journalists themselves to be able to not be be afraid of the cult of civility. I know I said this earlier, but I do think there is a a, a self censorship that goes on, whereby it's it's considered almost too rude to point out 
you know, uh, Martin gave it about liars earlier on this podcast. It's it's almost it's almost considered rude to say, and we have to we have to let people off the hook. I don't think we should. I don't think and an underperformance shouldn't mean that you're you know it, it shouldn't be considered cruel. People say, oh, he's a decent man, therefore. The fact that he didn't do his job, and I'm, I'm going to point specifically, I say, Roderick O'Gorman here. He's had a terrible time as, as, as a first-time minister. A terrible time. He's like the mother and baby home. He didn't have to um, roll in behind the report. It started before he took office. He could have stood with the survivors and the victims. He didn't, and he's he's mishandled it. And it shouldn't be wrong to say he mishandled it. It shouldn't be wrong to say that. Um, Michal Martin has not had a great time of it as Fianna Fáil leader. And it should not be wrong to say that the likes of, okay, I'm going to be really blunt about this. Norma Foley, as the Minister for Education, gets more kudos for being a, a union buster than she does for keeping children safe. There's something wrong there as a, as a society. And then the second thing is Helen McEntee, who is considered possibly the successor to Leo Varadkar. I, it's only in the last few months, sorry, the last 11 months, where she said in the doll that immigra- immigration was posing a threat to our health service, that there were too many That's people right. coming in. Never mind the fact that our, our health service is staffed by immigrants. So that dog whistle and that, that, you know, it's often said that in Ireland that we don't have a far right um, populist party and we don't. But there is a comfortable space in some of the mainstream parties that allows those views to exist as long as they're expressed politely. And yeah. I think I think that needs to be called out in 2022. We can't say no longer can we say dog whistles are actually just how it was phrased, how it was formed. They are talking points of if they're talking points that are used on Breitbart and on 4chan and all these forms that disappear, you know, because they are hate speech. Then they then they're not acceptable in 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 our politics, and unfortunately, we seem to be okay with a lot of it. Like I mean, it's not very hard to scratch it, scratch the surface, and m- too many people are comfortable with some of the stuff. And again, consciousness of a straight white middle class man saying this, but I mean, I was there a few weeks ago in with with standing beside Ibrahim Halawa in, in DCU. And DCU took no action about what happened with Mark Humphreys. They took no action. They, they issued a statement. Mark said, and Mark Humphreys crucially said, I'm not apologizing. And that was deemed okay. 2022, more people need to say, actually, no, that has to stop. That's my rant. So a very, very justified and in-depth rant there. Uh, Martin, have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, my hope for 2022, I, I think we've seen from the politicians, particularly uh, this year, particularly in Scotland, that they're, they're not capable of, of solving the climate crisis or even addressing the, the climate crisis. I think we see with COVID the same. There's a very disjointed uh, front, I think. I think Euro- European politicians have all failed, all of them, every single one of them. And it's been a game of of who can piss highest on reopening. And it's not paying off, lads. It's really not paying off. You have to stop the games. So what I'm looking forward to is a civic movement taking shape where people come together and say, right, the politicians can't do this because they're too venal, greedy, and vain. Therefore, us as people have to do something. And I think it's even in... 
in little things. I've been working with whistleblowers this past year. And even, you know, a dozen of us have come together. And even just that dozen together have made an immense difference in 12 months. Immense difference. Now, okay, you're not reading it in the newspapers, but it has happened. And we are making a difference. So you get more and more and more people together in a civic society and do what politics can't. Caroline, um, he's made one point there, and I think this is uh, um, this is me going to tell say when we started doing um, the podcast, and we met you, and you talked about doing your own podcast, and how one person can make a difference. You've changed a lot of minds in, in nationally, and how you talk, how we talk about look at sex, talk about sex, talk about pleasure, talk about the body, talk about the sex industry, what that means, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, I mean, yeah. People but we only do that in collaboration with others, you know, and I'm really yeah. lucky that people I, I, I agree. Who come on pod and talk. I, I agree, but you have to push yeah. out into the you have to go out there without a seat without a safety net and say, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump. Is anybody gonna come with me? And you know, and you've done that. So I think it's fair to, to, to call that and say, you know, what Martin is talking about and saying that, you know, uh, I, I always use the example, and this is why I get called a raving um, lefty loony, that Castro took Cuba, Cuba with less than 20 people. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, you know, we can change the world. We'll just get all our guests to gang up together and we'll yeah. be Well, you see, fine. actually, if you got all our guests together, we've had, oh, and we've just gone past 700 podcasts, Tony, recently. But if you got all those people together into one room, and said, how do we solve X? I'm pretty damn sure after a few days of talking, you'd have a, a good plan put together. And all you'd need then is finance to put it in place. You know, that's all you need. I don't know, the, the country has changed. We used to have a Taoiseach was in charge. And I, I, the more time goes on, I see that we don't anymore. We have a finance minister who is secretly in charge of everything. And I think it's very disappointing for politics. Caroline, go on, give us your um, your 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 last uh, your last closing thoughts. It's the floor is yours. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll focus on the sex part rather than the politics part. <laughs> to nobody's surprised there at all. Um, yeah, look, I would like a for everyone to have more orga- orgasms, of course, because yeah, why not? Life is too short. But I would also like to see things like. If I get very specific, like a dedicated minister for sexual violence, a dedicated minister for domestic violence in Ireland and, you know, the the increased funding of refuges, the availability of one single refuge for men would be a start because there's currently zero. Um, I'd like trans healthcare to not be the gigantic traumatizing mess that it is and to be actually open about it. Um, and for the media to call out those horrific um, transphobic articles that they seem to be publishing without any kind of critical thinking behind it of who's funding it and, and all that kind of thing. Um, and then I'd like, yeah, I think the Savvy Report is coming out in 2022, but I could be wrong on that, but it's coming out at some point. It so is on. due. It is due. Um, but it, that doesn't mean that it won't be delayed further, but it is yes, due. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, on that, that people will hopefully read that and not 
I mean, look, it's Andy Kenny had that conversation, the national conversation on porn in 2016. And he's like, we have to do something about it. We have to have a national conversation about it. We had five rounds of that conversation and literally nothing happened apart from op-eds um, in the media and stuff. So it's like, put our money where our mouth is. When the Savvy Report comes out, I don't want to hear about, oh, how terrible it is that the country is riddled with sexual violence. Do something about it then. Like, put in consent classes. Put in extra funding for you know treatment centers there's just there's so much that we can actually do and i'm sick of the 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 talking about it and i want to see the doing part of things um no sex fun in that at all like but just just to have that kind of action out there like we're going to have the nca ncca sex education review come out there will be backlash to it because they are apparently quite progressive values that they're going to be teaching on that there's still not going to be enough though but I just think like the time is now and like young people do want this as well. Like to, to put that into perspective, like since um, the start of the pandemic, so January 2020, Active Consent had 30,000 young people take the online consent workshop. 30,000. That's a huge number. That's a in huge a pandemic. Yeah, That's yeah, a huge a number huge generally, number. but in yeah. a pandemic, in the mess of it, in, in young people trying to figure out college and living and, you know, online learning and all that, they still prioritize taking consent workshops. And I think that's really good that if you, you know, it's a really good indicator of people want to do the right thing. And when we actually create a better world for those coming after us, they take it and run with it and create an even better world that we couldn't even imagine thinking of and doing such incredible things. And we just need to just put our money where our mouth is and do it rather than yeah that's great we should do that like actually go out there and do it and build this better world because it just you know it creates well, thanks for doing it caroline because you are actively doing it you know the power of one i don't know it's never just the power of one but you know it takes the power of one as well can i can i make one say one thing now if, if i just Here's a, I'm putting you. What's this awful thing where they say if you put it into the, into the universe and you hope that it comes back? T-shirt. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cosmic ordering from Noel Edmonds. I'm, I'm, I, 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 if if I could if I could ask for one thing from you, Mister Universe, it would be let's let's have um let, let's have Mister Universe, Caroline. I know. Very gendered and sexist. Let, let, let let's have let's have a general election at <laughs> some sometime late summer when when everything is maybe in in, in the it's possible to do it. And, and I, it would be it would be wonderful to know that we could we could actually reorder things um and start with a left eco-socialist government if i if that was the dream that's my dream but anyway sorry you know i just caroline you wanted to you want to bring things in brings bring things forward i just think you know that would be my uh ambition sorry but that does bring it forward do you know if you if you do like but young people can't take part in that and make that happen if they can't go to college because they can't find accommodation you know and if they miss out on all those opportunities like it's just every ripple effect happens and we need to empower young people because they're the ones that are going to just shake shit up and just change the world that we live in but they can't do it if they can't get a seat at the table and that's up to us to make that seat available good point caroline i'd also like to and look there's been such huge participation um from from our, our our people that listen to us all the time our patrons 
such huge participation. And I'd like to thank you all for your support during the year. And there's been huge support during the year. I know Carlin and I get lovely messages off people. I know Tony maybe gets the odd one, but we get lovely messages off people thanking us for all the work that the Tour de Shack does. And it's lovely to get that feedback. And again, thanks very much to everybody. Tony. Oh, I, I, I just second that. I, we, we are... Uh... We, we remain ad-free and sponsor-free. And the reason we do is because we don't want to pull punches and we don't want to be pulling punches in 2022 either. Um, I'm proud of the work that you guys do. I'm, I can't tell you enough. I do. I say it to you regularly, but when I see you, the shaping of stories, and again, again, I know, Carolyn, you're here, so it's timely. But when I see how, how the discussion has changed because of the work you've done and knowing that we, we kind of helped in, in like, five percent of the way that was in, that's more than enough and we really appreciate it and we hope you all uh, are staying safe and wish you all the best in 2022 caroline that's yeah and well I, sh- I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for yourselves embarrassing all of us in that that spare room back in jesus 2018 yeah yeah like yeah. those lines so look all we can do is give hands out to other people and then you know help them shape the world that's all we can do so um yeah all, all the listeners i think is just incredible um to to have that support and it shows that people want to have different forms of media out there and it's fantastic and if anybody wants to even consider setting up their own podcast and stuff like reach out to us we're always ha- like people ask me for tips on how to yeah. do your own podcast i'm always happy to like help give advice to people and stuff and say here like this is how you can do it because we want to hear all those different voices out there in the world so do reach out and okay. I, 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 I'm sorry to do this but I have to come in on that and say yes absolutely there are people out there charging 200 400 800 quid to set up your own podcast no we do we will help you for free we're not expecting you to come on the tortoise shark or do anything we will just help you we will give you the absolutely the, and 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 give you the, the steer um, I'm working on one with it with with someone at the moment, and it won't be it won't be affiliated with us, but we'll help it we'll help it get it get a start. And I'm happy we're we're happy to do that because the simple fact is that's what that's the diversity of voices. You know, I don't want to see it become um, corporatized and uh, and less dem- democratic. Martin, do you want the last word? Because you generally do. I just remember a fella came to me and he said, how can I sound like you doing a podcast? And I handed him 20 fags and a bottle of whiskey and I said, come back to me in 20 years. Son. <laughs> so on, on that happy note, folks, we will leave it there. There's, <laughs> the last messages are going to play out. Um, stay tuned. Uh, there's some really good people coming up. Uh, all of you, we really appreciate you. Thanks so, so much. Um, thanks, everybody. Thank you. Hi there, Tony Martin and all the rest of the Tortoise Shack crew. Um, hope you're all going to have a great Christmas. Thanks very much for the everything over the last year. I was just on the bus from Dublin up to Belfast today listening to that piece with Gavin Sheridan and thinking to myself, I need to go and read some more case law again. So, you know, as ever, it's just been great. And so, yeah. Merry Christmas to y'all. Uh, I should be naming a few more names, but I'm blank because I need more coffee. I'm standing on a cold pier outside Carrickfergus Castle, which is a insane brick of a place, uh, being regaled stories by herself about that one time a naked orange man was displaying himself and uh, the flag that he bears allegiance to. 
off the battlements of Carrickfergus. So, there you go. Listen, take care of yourselves all, um, and uh, we can catch up with you at some Sunday show, but I don't think it will be this weekend. So, have a great Christmas. See you now. Bye. Hi, Tony. Hi, Martin. Hi, everybody listening to the Echo Chamber. Uh, Paul Murphy, PPP TD uh, here. I hope everybody had a good Christmas. Hope that not too many people have gotten uh, COVID. Um, here's to a happy new year. And let's hope that 2022 sees the distribution of the vaccine patent free around the world um, and that people's lives are put before the profit of the big pharmaceutical companies. Let's hope that we get the chance to kick out the government and build a mass movement on housing in 2022. And let's hope that we get a chance to elect a left government on an eco-socialist programme because uh, that's what we need as part of transforming our society. So happy new year, uh, everybody. Happy Christmas to Tony Martin and everyone at the shack. Really looking forward to all your great content in 2022. Definitely got me through some trying times in 2021, but hopefully I'm looking forward to maybe even going to a live show uh, in 2022. But uh, thanks a million to Tony Martin and everyone at The Shack for all the great content you've produced last year, and I'm really looking forward to next year. Mick Clifford here wishing everyone at The Tartar Shack a very happy Christmas. You're doing a fine job bringing something different to the whole area of public affairs and beyond, and most importantly, keeping it real with enough levity so that it never gets boring. The sheer volume of your output and range of guests, apart from the odd dodgy one from Kerry, is a thing to behold. Here's hoping that in 2022, I won't have to open Twitter of a Saturday morning and be confronted with a shirtless Tony singing to the birds in Talca Valley Park, or that I won't wake up from a crazy dream in which Martin is explaining to me that bogus self-employment is the newest, bestest sex toy on the market. Keep on keeping on, lads. Tony, you glorious cunt. Uh, happy New Year to all ye up in the the Tartar Shack. Fair play to ye. You're a continuing inspiration uh, with your independent podcast because you just keep doing it for the sheer love of doing it. And it's lovely to have people like ye around in this new modern podcast environment, which is being consumed by corporate bollocks. Fair play to ye. By the way, this is Chris DeBarg. Martin and Tony, Tony and Martin, wishing you a fabulous Christmas. I don't know the words to this song, but I'll keep it going as long as I can. Merry Christmas!